When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. You are, you are now listening, listening to, to The War the Report. Report. Wednesday, Wednesday night, night War Room. room. With your host, with your host, C-Dub. C-Dub. It's your boy C the Walker. Well, I got my boys with me. Mike, Mike. C-G. Get your weight up. Strength and conditioning. Development. Ike Jones. Jones. Stop thinking with your emotions and watch the tape. And being real. Which is not normal for me. It's taking something out of me. Are you are ready? Because we, we are now locked, now locked and loaded, and loaded for, the for the Wednesday night war Let's go! War Eagle, War Eagle, War, War Eagle. Eagle. Welcome to the latest Wednesday night War Room live show. And also, if you're joining us live for the first time, you are joining the best Auburn community on YouTube. That's the War Report family. That's on the internet. Welcome. Baby. Do what's necessary. Please smash that like button. Drop a War Eagle in the comments. I see y'all doing that already. Please, by all means, shout your city out. Share this on your social media so people know we That's out here. That's what I was doing right now. I was just sharing mine to my Facebook. Make sure yeah, my Facebook man. folks know what's up. Well, listen, I see all the usuals in here. War Eagle Billy Jones in the house. He is yeah. one of our most... Ardent uh, commenters. Uh, I see Corey Weber in the house. My man, my man. Listen, it was uh, it was uh, deadlift day, Corey. It was deadlift day. Uh, Michael Morrison's in here. Damien Postel. I see yeah, all man. the usuals. C.D. Williams. I, I have a concealed carry license, so I'm going to make sure I keep my, my guns. Uh, <laughs> Tucked away for y'all. Yeah, I, you know, you know how like I'm always skulking the internet for new Auburn stuff. You know, there was a time in my life after school that my Auburn, Auburn dad wardrobe made it got, to the live, baby. What's oh, up? Did. My bad. It did. Uh, my Auburn wardrobe got pretty thin, and so like uh, I'm always every every month or so I'm looking for something unique and original on the fan sites or on Amazon to add to my Auburn pride. Kendrick Hicks in here, new mel- new member Kelsey Garner. Listen. Uh, this significant. Uh, this is a significant move in your life, Kelsey. This is a significant yeah. moment, right? I want to talk about why it's significant for a second. So, uh, as an insider, Kelsey will now have access to chop it up with a pro. Chris Todd coming tomorrow night. So myself, Ike Jones, Chris Todd, uh, we're going to be on the line with you guys. Uh, Chris will be taking your questions. So this first one is a Q and a, you ever had a question you want to ask, a QB, a guy who did it at a high level at Auburn. Tomorrow night is your chance. 
This segment is purely about you guys. You know, so uh, as a paid supporter of our channel, I want to give you guys this additional opportunity for engagement or with former players. Uh, Chris is a great guy. You know, if you haven't seen the building rapport segment that we did with him, please go back and watch that interview. Uh, We broke it into two parts. He broke it down, explains the quarterback position, explains what it's like being a quarterback under the last guy. So I'm going to stop saying his name here, but uh, I strongly suggest uh, you sign up. Here's some of the comments in here. People asking about B-Will. B-Will yeah. is here in spirit, yeah. and he will probably find him in the comments if we say something that provokes him. So we're going to start talking about him behind his back and saying ridiculous stuff like uh, Jimbo Fisher is the best second coach. best coach or best is the coach. best coach in SEC. You'll probably see B-Will in the comments lurking eventually. So, yeah. yes. Yes. Just the three of us tonight. Also got a question by uh, Auburn Dad. What? So what do you guys think of Carson opened up live scrimmage to Auburn staff, students, Love among it. others. Uh, I'm stoked my son's going. Uh, he's going to be an Auburn student sophomore. Listen, genius, genius. Yeah, also, right. we actually asked uh, Harson's right-hand man. We did an interview with Brad LaRondo. Be yeah. on the lookout for that interview. That's going to be coming out in a few weeks. You get to know what kind of guy we got in Harson by talking to this guy. This guy Thanks. has seen Harson. As a student athlete, he's seen Harson as an assistant coach and as a head coach, he's seen the evolution. And he is is I can't think of a better guy for Harson to have close to him than Brad Larondo. Yeah, he, um, represent, you, he represented the program well in that interview. Um, absolutely. So, yeah, absolutely. I, mean, I would just say, um, you know, as somebody who's been with Harson for a while and is in charge of a lot, <laughs> right? Yeah. Of, yeah. what we're going to see on Saturdays, right? So it's not just about the coaches on the field, right? There's a lot of support staff uh, that put in a lot of hard work uh, to make sure that we can be proud as fans of what we see on Saturday, the product that they put out. And, and it is clear that the focus is there. The plan is there. And, you know, if they get a chance to implement what they're doing uh, year one, uh, it's going to produce a lot of hope for the future. So um, you know, I, I won't say, you know, it's coming out in a few weeks. I'll say a few weeks, but, uh, we have not planned a, a date to drop that interview yet uh, because of some mitigating circumstances about other interviews. So um, we are going to uh, ping you guys when that's coming um, and you're going to start to see some more interviews that are not just former players, but people around the program. Um, as we get closer, people love talking to the war report, baby. Like, so um, we're excited about that. Uh, but the scrimmage, right? I just think, Hey, listen, opening it up. This is something that we haven't seen that we're seeing now that I'd like. Show us show us what show us what we're buying tickets for, man, and spending all this time on these lives talking about. Right. Like, you know, give us something. And, you know, it's going to be, you know, what we're looking for is we're just looking to see that players are energized, excited, that they know what their responsibilities are, that they look sharp. Uh, You know, I read an article about Chandler Wooten and. Man, he has shaken the rust off and is going at it this spring. And that's a scary thing for a lot of SEC offenses come fall. So, you know, uh, that's what I'm looking for in these open practices. I'm just looking to see the guys know what they're supposed to be doing here. And I had no doubt on defense that that was what we were going to have. So I, I think on offense, you know, Defense hasn't really been an issue for us over the last few years. I think most of the eyes are going to be on the offense to see, you know, how are receivers developing and how is the O-line coming along? Right. 
right? Um, because as they go, I think Auburn will go. And, you know, it's it doesn't need to be said that we need to make sure we have quality quarterback play. But, um, yeah, I, that's all we're looking for uh, here. And it's going to show us a lot about it, whether anybody has gained any ground on that number two spot at the QB position. Mm-hmm. Right? You know, because now we're we're in this. So fleshing out who's taking now snaps with the ones are going to be limited. They should be limited, right? Agreed. At this point in spring practice, snaps with the ones should be limited to only the guys who actually have a shot to be that number two QB. And I think we're all resigned to the fact that Bo's going to start. But, uh, you know, if uh, things happen in the first four games, then, you know, one of those guys, somebody's got to step in. Agreed. Agreed. Right? If, you know, in case of injury or if he's just not getting it done. So I, I'm excited to see where what we what we see from that. Ike, what about you, bro? In in regards to the scrimmage situation? Yeah. Ike, what, what, what are we asking my opinion on? About the scrimmage and how you, you what, what are your ideas? What are your thoughts about the scrimmage? We talked about it in, in previous lives, but just a refresher. Yeah, what, I mean, what did you take about him opening one this up? weekend? Um, and uh, I, I mean, of course, I like the idea that they are trying to give more opportunities for um, interaction with with the fans, with the community um, and, and let them see a part of the process. I think um, what I am seeing right now is is a couple of things. It's a a staff that has a very firm commitment, uh, just an Auburn athletic department, but specifically around um the football department right now that has has a really huge commitment to how they want to market things right they're they're very they're, they are controlling this narrative very well about what they want to put out about the impressions they want to see from the program and the glimpses that they're giving the fans into this stuff has been really good um so i am i'm looking forward to seeing kind of how we progress you know i'm hoping i'm not getting a sales job done on me where you know we're selling a, a bunch of hype and then we get out here on the field and it's looking like trash but listen i'm buying what they're selling right now i'll tell yeah. you that Facts. i'm definitely right. buying what they're right. selling but uh but they're doing a really great job of selling it so it's just like all right don't let this be one of the movie trailers that has me hyped for the movie and then i go see the movie and i'm like you showed me all the stuff that was nice in the trailer the rest of the movie's trash Right. Yeah. Um, yeah. So you know, I'm, I, I don't I don't get the sense that that's what we're seeing right now, but mm. uh, but we'll definitely see. Um, I'm looking forward to seeing some more stuff coming up uh, in the next couple of weeks with these scrimmages, because the scrimmages show you a little bit more than just a regular practice does, because it shows you guys competing, even if they're not going you know, full speed. Like the competitiveness still kind of shines through when you get into those scrimmage situations. So, looking yeah, forward to it. for sure. Uh, I see some comments in here about the uh, Bedell interview. Uh, it was impressive. Yeah, yeah, we're definitely yeah, going to yeah. dive into all of those interviews. Um, For sure. Got an opportunity to look at those. So we're, we'll be talking about that here in just a minute. Yeah. Somebody right. asked a question about uh, will Chris be chopping up film? Yes, but in two weeks. Yeah, so no, tomorrow yeah. is 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 for the fans to just ask him questions, whatever they want to ask him. He's just going to be hanging out, answering your questions, just kicking it with us for about an hour or so. So yeah, that'll be that. But in two weeks, just y'all, man, it's whatever yeah. y'all want to talk about with Chris. That's what we're going to discuss. Yeah, um, absolutely. So it's not the film review portion. Uh, you got to wait a little bit longer for that. But I can tell you, we got some good cut ups from the film. Mike and I were just going through the film a little bit earlier today. Um, so we've got some good cut ups from last year's film. Um, if if I have some time in the next couple of days, I might throw at the request of Ed Darby. Ed Darby wants more time with the film you know what i'm saying you know yeah. I, I might try to go in and cut up some more looks at, at some stuff but it's going to be focused on the qb play listen i know a lot of you all have been wanting 
to hear us talk about quarterback play and some of the things that we saw. Um, we're going to talk about it. And again, I'm going to show I'm going to show good things and I'm going to show bad things. So it's going to be a very balanced film review. I'm going to make sure that we highlight some things that you might not pay attention to on plays. We're going to talk about just uh, really just kind of the structure of how the play is set up. And, and then, you know, we're going to get uh, Chris to weigh in on what he sees pre-snap and all the things that would, would you know, what, what are you reading on the defense? We're going to talk. If you haven't seen the film review, then you don't understand. We are actually going to be breaking down film like it ain't just, OK, here's the play and let it run. Like we're, we're going to be talking about, you know, what, what are you supposed to be looking at right here? Where, you know, where are your eyes when you're doing through what's what's the progression on this? You know, forget about what kind of offense they were supposed to be running. If you were running this and you were looking at this, what are you seeing? Right. So we want to get that perspective from people who've done it um, in a system. Like, so he's seen this system, right? So it's he was like, the first. Right. He was so the first at Auburn in this indeed. system under Gus. Right. So, so he's very unique perspective on indeed. on what the quarterback's responsibilities are exactly. in this system. Right. Yeah. So, yeah. so we're going to we're going to really be getting insight on what was happening offensively the last couple of years from a guy who's had to do something. It might not be the exact same thing, but something very similar. He's had to do it. We're going to we're going to dive into that. So that's two weeks from tomorrow. You want to make sure you are an insider if you want to be able to look at that. So, yeah, like uh, I just want to touch on these film reviews for a second, too. Right. Like, um, you know, this is this is truly something unique that we do, because when you look elsewhere, right, like every once in a while, ESPN will do a special if your team is important enough to them to break down a few plays, um, you know, with some guys who don't know much about Auburn or Gus's system and maybe know a little bit about football. Uh, these are getting better and better as we go. Um, and I, I will tell you, I don't mind saying this. We're making a strong push to get the all 22 to break down film for you guys. Now, yeah. if we get that yeah. all 22, it's over. Uh, your insider price may go up a little bit, <laughs> <laughs> but uh, we're, we're making a push to get the all 22. And it's not easy film to get. Um, so we're forming those relationships now. Uh, you know, at the end of the day, uh, we want to be able to help you guys, you know, and help ourselves understand the game better from doing this. Right. You know, so that yeah. you watch football differently, you know, as a film guy in college, every once in a while, they would give me a Saturday off and I would go sit in the student section during the game. And at halftime, I'd always have to go back up to the press box because sitting around listening to the average fan talk about what they don't know anything about was mind numbing, you know, and, um, you know, we want to make smarter fans we want to make fans who understand a lot more of what they're watching. And at the end of the day, we just got to remember what's good about these film reviews is, is that because this isn't Harson's offense that we're doing a film review on, we're talking about basic football player, fundamental stuff. Right. That would be true in any offense. And, you know, as the season goes on, hopefully we get more film. You know, if we get the all 22 during the season on on Harson's offense and and what's going on there so we can all understand that a little better as well, too. Uh, It should make us more patient as fans with what we're seeing. These guys have a tall task in front of them in terms of learning a new system. Oh, learning. Let me me break in. I'm sorry. I'm afraid to cut you off. A day tickets are on sale right now. You can go cop them right now. Right. I don't want to take y'all away from this live too. But put it in a separate tab or something. But you can go ahead and cop your tickets if you want to go in there and get your tickets for a day, just mm-hmm. in case. 
Yeah, I was interested in that, but they are available and on sale right now for the spring. Yeah. Game. Oh, man. Yeah, man. Yeah, yeah so, man. So lots going on here, right? Like I just I just feel like these these chop it ups are um a significant value uh to our community. Um and now we have uh limited that to insiders. So this will be the first one where if you are not an insider, you won't be able not to, to even see it. Um insiders will get to watch, and if you miss it live, you will be able to watch it on replay. Uh you obviously if you watch it on replay, you won't be able to ask Chris Todd, any questions? But um, we get to um, we get to ninety five percent of the questions in that segment. Uh, so you definitely don't want to miss that. Uh, you know, we're we're and this is not the only thing you're ever going to get as insiders, right? Like we're continuing to build that content. I'm overwhelmed by the amount of generosity that our uh, community has shown us uh, in terms of financial support. So uh, we are taking those dollars. I'll, I'll, I said it on the last live. I say it every live. Till the end of the year, there's a lot of people out here asking you for money for nothing in return. Not of the war report, right? Like we right. really want to grow this and give you guys some value and, and, and continue that community. So exclusive to insiders only on Thursday, tomorrow night, 9 p.m. Eastern, 8 p.m. Central. Uh, tune into YouTube. Uh, you won't be able to see it on Facebook. Right. Like, you know, and, and, and we're, we're going to have we're going to have some fun tomorrow night. So I'm looking forward to it. Indeed, uh, indeed. Let me, let me make sure I uh, shout this out real quick. He joined the other day. He he uh, texted me and let me know, man. My guy from Unleash Magazine, yes. Avery Thrasher, Avery, and, Avery, my man, jumped in here, man. I appreciate you very much, sir. Um, Unleash Magazine. You. If you're if you're a dog lover, he has a a magazine for dog for dog owners that he's doing out there. So y'all go check out Unleash uh, Magazine for for stuff that he's got on. But we got some <laughs> other people that have joined since uh, we're in the live. You know, shout some <laughs> people out. Yeah. Terrence Davis said he's finally getting his weight up, Mike. That was yeah, for you. Yeah, let's go, baby. Get it all the way up. Also, also, appreciate that. Appreciate that, Mr. Head. Not worried Me about the too, price Jonathan. going up. I'll cancel my net. Whoa, that's what I'm talking about right Me there, man. Me too, Jonathan. I'll cancel the Verizon. I will cancel the Disney Plus for that all 22, right? So just let me get my hands on that. Right? Yes, and um, I will, I'll quit my job for that all 22, baby. Let's go. Spicy penguin. Yeah. I'm going to have to agree. I'm just going to have to agree with you on that, man. I mean, the, the value you get back is, yes, I have to agree with that. Yeah, Shout out to Don't Sean. talk back to you, but, but the war report does. Yeah, Absolutely. Right. Listen, man, let's let's get in. Let's 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 talk. Get, go ahead and get this out the way, man. All right. This guy commits to Georgia. Uh, yeah. Tyke Smith. Uh, How do you pronounce it? Is it Tyke? Tyke Smith? Tyke. Tyke. He commits to Georgia. Um... It makes sense. I mean, his former DB coach went to Georgia. Georgia had a few guys. They lost a few guys to the NFL. One guy, mm-hmm. I think, entered the portal, transferred to Miami. There were some spots yeah. uh, on this. And there's familiarity with your coach. I mean, being yeah. there, it made sense. It made sense. You know, what What you guys think about that? We ain't got to stay here long. I mean, I'm not mad at it. Um, I, when we talked about the potential of it happening, I was already saying how I felt as if our secondary was was stacked. Right. I didn't know that we needed uh, another, especially another safety. 
I think we are fairly good at that spot. Um, and he would have been splitting time. Like, I just don't know that you come in and he would have been able to take snaps away from Smoke Monday, regardless of how good he was at West Virginia. Right. I don't know that he comes in and takes away snaps from Ladarius Tennyson. We've yeah. already talked about how Chris Thompson is good in the back end. We've already talked like there's just there's guys that we have back there that can go and play safety and start anywhere in the SEC. So I don't know that we needed a transfer guy to play safety. Um, so I'm not mad at it. You know, hey, listen, much success to him all but one game of the year. Absolutely. I mean, it's I one of those situations. That game. <laughs> listen, it's one of those situations where the rich would have gotten richer because we we were actually we're in a decent spot. I mean, we could have we could use the add the added depth for sure. Yeah. But uh, I think where the way our secondary is shaping up is it just would have been a luxury at this point. So, listen, to your point, Ike, I wish him well. I wish him well, except again. For the Georgia Auburn game, I, I, I hope you get burned early and often. All yeah, right, yeah, in that game, I need yeah. him to have a terrible game that game. Yeah. You know, what I'm saying? and that's how I feel about pretty much every player in the SEC. Like, I really don't care what you do the rest of the season. When you play us, I need you to have the worst game of your career. Yeah, I think that the move made sense for him. Yeah, you know, there's a lot did. of com- there's a lot of competition in our defensive backfield. So, like, I I totally understand it, right? Um, but uh, you know, just like many decisions that a person has to make in life. Right. He'll he's going to live to regret this. one, Right. Like <laughs> you know, he's going to wish that he chose Oliver. So, uh, you know, at the end of the day, there are winners and there are losers. I really hope that when it, this in this during this Georgia versus Auburn saga that Harson, this is the number one thing I hope he turns around during his tenure at Auburn. Losing Absolutely. to losing to Georgia has become way too regular and way too convenient for Georgia. Right. It's right. like a foregone conclusion. We've been in a couple of dog fights with them, no pun intended. But we've also we mainly just got run off the field. Right. Over the last right. eight years. You know, right. and, and and similar to Bama, when we beat them, it's like a miracle of some yes. sort. Right. Like something miraculous. Yeah, it's gotta happens. be some kind of craziness. I mean twenty seventeen, you know, uh wasn't necessarily miraculous, but if you go back and look at that game, there was like it was really like you know, they, they had a muffed punt that put us in a good position to score. Um, the, the jailbreak screen um, happened on that in, during that game. So it wasn't like uh, we we went out there and really like dominated from beginning to end. Georgia screwed up a lot in that game. They did. Um, they did. And, oh, for sure. And, and, for and we sure. took advantage of those mistakes. So, I mean, that, and that's what you're supposed to do. When somebody messes up, you're supposed to take advantage of it. But, um, but yeah, I, I just don't, I didn't see us dominant. And, and again, so I was listening to, uh, sort of tangential to what we're talking about. But I, I, from time to time, when I'm on my morning commute, taking my son to school, I listen to um, ESPNU radio on uh, Sirius XM. And I was listening to Greg McElroy and uh, Danny Connell. Danny Connell are on the first team uh, for for that show. Talk about Coach Harson's hire and what they thought about it and whether or not it was the right move for Auburn and all this kind of stuff. And, and the stuff that they were pointing to is like, oh, you know, it's kind of difficult to beat Bama, you know. So, like, you know, what they, basically the question they were asking of their audience is, what's it going to take for Auburn to be content with a head coach that they have, right? Because you have a head coach that came in and won a national title, then he had a down year and they got rid of him. And you have Gus Malzahn come in and he has eight years of winning seasons. He goes to a national title. He wins or he takes us and wins the SEC West one year and we still got rid of him. It's like, when will Auburn fans be content enough right. to keep a coach? Right. And saying all of that, 
I was just like, you guys clearly don't understand the pulse of Auburn fans because right. beating Bama occasionally and all of this other crap that you're talking about has nothing to do with how poor the product was on the field consistently right. in the Gus Malzahn t- um, tenure as head coach. So um, and if, if all you're looking at is the record, then of course you're going to say, oh, Gus Malzahn did a good job. Oh, he beat Bama a couple of times. He must have been doing a good job. That's just not factual. It's just not right. a factual thing. Like right. if you you look at where we were in the recruiting rankings when he first got here versus where we were ending up in the recruiting rankings towards the end of his tenure. If you look at how inconsistent we, we were in bowl games, if you look how inconsistent we were against the top competition, we've gone through this entire list over and over again. And then you add on to that how much we were paying him. Listen, it's time to go, bro. Like, it's just I don't know what else to tell you about that. It's time to cut bait and, and move on. Yeah, Man, I my, mean, my, 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 go ahead, Mike. Go ahead, Mike. No, I mean, I, I did over to everything that I just said. And, you know, at the end of the day, uh, I see Chase H here in the comments. Uh, he did. Shout a, out to him. Yeah, li- listen, uh, there's a video on his channel. Uh, it's like a 15 minute video on the correlation between uh, being at the top of the recruiting rankings every year and championships. And we are one of the few teams that averaged a top 10 recruiting class over the last 10 years. And haven't sniffed the championship, really, except for 2013, which was his first year. So, right. you know, I mean, when you look back at it, it there's no excuse. And, and, and look, let's just not let's not even talk championships. Let's just talk about finishing in or around the top 10. Right. <laughs> with right. top 10 talent. Right. You right. know, and, and, and so the answer to the question that was pro- pro- proposed, that's what would make Auburn fans content enough to keep a coach. Correct. Right. That that our ranking is, and we're, you know, a clear plan of development. Ain't nobody talking about firing Bruce Pearl. Right. And it's, so, so, I mean, to be clear, it is a little different. Like, um, their, their point was that, you know, and this is a point a lot of people try to make is that we're looking, you know, to the Northwest of the state or excuse me, to the Northwest of the state and saying, well, our rival is doing X, Y, Z. Why can't we do that same thing? Um, now, one thing I will say that they said that was um, balanced enough that I liked was that Auburn's one of the few places who can have expectations of nine, 10 wins a season mm-hmm. and actually go out there and do it. There are a lot of teams who fancy themselves, man, we need to be able to win, you know, no shade, actually, absolutely all shade to Arkansas fans. But, you know, that's something that they were trying to talk about during their last few coaching changes. They wanted a guy who could win nine, 10 games. It's like. Ah, right, you might, but but Butch Davis ain't gonna get you there, right? But you need you a guy know, who like, can develop. You right. need a guy who Chad can develop. Chad Morris to get ain't gonna there. get yeah. you there. Like you right. can have that expectation if you want. Your program is not in a place in the SEC West where you can win nine to ten games. Auburn right. was in that position, and we slowly saw ourselves backing away from that spot. Well, right. listen, you're not going to out recruit Alabama, so just forget that, right? What you need right. to do, right, is you need to out develop and you need to out coach Saban. He can be out coached. Yeah, we've seen yeah. it. Which, Absolutely. We've seen it. Gus, he can be Gus has d- the times that we've beat Bama, Gus did a better job coaching and making decisions within right. that game than Nick Saban did. Just, yeah. he, just, he just to him. barely beat him. Right. right. He got him. Like, that's yeah. just point blank period. Like, okay. Well, yeah. The reason why the Gus Malzahn system worked is because he figured out ways. You're right, John. He said with, development. I didn't oh, say that. that. I didn't have my cup, but you know, I drank a little something at the bottom. There is, um, he found ways that were within the rules to fool the other teams. He's like, oh, wait a minute, this is within the rule book. We're going to have this unbalanced line and we're going to line up this guy who split out wide. He's a, 
an offensive lineman split out wide, but he is lined up, you know, like he's a tight end, but he's not our actual guy on the tight ends. Like he found little stuff like that to just fool you every now and then, which is a clever offensive mind. It's just consistently coaching game in and game out game plan. Anyway, I don't want to talk about, I don't want to turn this. Yeah. My my thing, but my thing is I just, I just, people who don't follow Auburn, I don't care much about what they think about the program in the first place because you're not well, it was disappointed in. for me because Greg McElroy is one of the ones talking and it's like, you grew up even in worse. This, like, yeah. It's like, what are you talking about? Never worse. Yeah, right. You should yeah. know better than this. Yeah. My thing is you, you want, you want a sense of consistency. Right. If you're able to beat an Alabama, why are we struggling against an Arkansas? Why are we struggling against a South Carolina? Like those are the games. Cause see, if you can beat, if you can get up for an Alabama, how come we aren't getting up for an LSU? Right. Right. Yeah. On a down year. Yeah. Right. Take the top three teams in the West. We've been getting beat like a drum for the last yeah. eight years. Right. I mean, that's, that's the bottom line. Full stop. Like just, look prepared. Look like, look prepared on game yeah. day. Like look yeah. like you actually did. You did some game planning and actually go out and look like you're prepared. Like to, to me, those are things that are important. Yo, what's up? This your man Ike Jones with the War Report, and you've been listening to the War Report Wednesday Night War Room. If you want to get in on the conversation early, catch us as we broadcast this show live on Wednesday nights at 9 p.m. Eastern, 8 p.m. Central on YouTube. Make sure you check out our other content while you're there. Facts and all, the weekend tailgate, our player interview series, building rapport, going strong. All right, enough of that. Let's get back to the show. We're starting to pivot, talk about spring practice, right? You know, I, that's what we're seeing. Guys are emerging in in the old spring narrative of this guy looks like a star, but then we're not going to see him during the season is I believe is going to die this spring. That was a that was a common occurrence under Gus. We hear about some guy who's supposedly the next best thing, and then he doesn't even see the field. Oh, he had a fantastic spring. Well, Gus, you didn't play him. So how fantastic was this spring? Really? Right. You know, and, and Harson, it, it's clear to me the way they're evaluating talent is much different than what we've been accustomed to. And the definition of insanity is doing the same thing over and over again and expecting a different result. Indeed. So I am glad that we are doing something different. So maybe we will get a different result. I mean, uh, I see Chase in here talking about Byron Coward again. Like I have you have listened to me talk about recruiting in Auburn. You've heard me say this over and over and over again. Number one recruit in the nation we landed and he transferred out. Right now. I mean, I know the young man had some different kind of deals, but he was good enough to sack quarterbacks in the NFL for the Patriots. So he was good enough to start at Auburn. You will not convince me otherwise. You know, it just took yeah. it took coaching, man. Like you can't coach all these kids the same. I'm seeing a little bit more flexible of a system that Harson is bringing in, coaching yep. the players you have instead of trying to unnecessarily bend everybody to your will. Which was it seems like that's what they were doing. You know, yeah. coach these guys, yeah. figure out what drives them, what motivates them, and get in there and do it, and then lead by example, man. This guy hits the weight room with the players at 5 a.m. Baby, come on. Yeah, who who yeah. do you see doing that? Right, yeah. you know, uh, uh, you know, uh, Saban. He's a great developer of talent, but he ended up at five a.m. lifting with the players. He's geriatric by now, man. He's he's getting the extra hour of sleep. Our coach is is showing them how it's done, and I'm telling you that it's going to make a difference on Saturdays. You know, one thing right. that I'll tease that that uh, Brad Lorando said during his interview was, you know, hey man, there are hundreds of hours that are spent January through August. 
for essentially what are 42 hours of football during the fall. You know, and yeah. that preparation means something. So this spring, what we're looking for is just what looks like clear development. When Bruce Pearl says this kid is going to be the next thing, you could take it to the bank. Because he's not saying that about just any player. We all knew Sharif was going to be good. There was right. zero chance Sharif Cooper was going to be a bust. None. <laughs> right? And I just realized, Harson High feels like butter. <laughs> James, my man. Uh, listen, I don't know if you can say that and not be an insider. I might need you to sign up and continue putting that in our chats. Right? right? I need you to sign up to keep putting that in our chats. That was a fact. Uh, all right. But it, it does. A lot of stuff feels like butter now. Like, I'm just like, when we're going to get to this season, and I think fans, even if this is a seven or eight win season, it's possible we can have that kind of season and be here at the end talking to you guys about how hopeful we are for the future. Right. Right. That's all we're asking for. So, you know, if because it's, a clear- it's, it's, it's just it's, the, it's just the highs and lows, Mike. I, I feel like to you said it like we 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 dominate the teams we're supposed to beat that we have more talent than. But then when we meet teams that have equal a little bit more talent, we don't belong on the field. Right. I think what will give us hope is seeing us actually give them a hard time. Like I'm looking forward to the days where LSU, Georgia, and Alabama look at Auburn on their schedule and be like, "Crap!" Oh man, these right? Dudes. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? I'm looking forward to them just being dreading 60 minutes of being on the field with us. And it Listen. looks like Harson is creating a mentality to where teams dread what they're about to experience when they play us. So I'm right. looking forward to it. He, he said he wanted the mentality of like, listen, when you come to Jordan Hare stadium, yes. we're going to give you hell. <laughs> like it's, yes. you, you're not getting anything easy in our house at all. And I love hearing him talk like that. That's something I, again, I don't know if, if, if anybody else has said that in the previous staff, I just know what I heard this man say. And if you're breeding that type of mentality of like, you're not coming into our house and taking anything from us. I want to see them knocking heads when it comes on Saturday. When, them home games, man, they, they need to be rocking it. There. Yeah, you know, I want to let me say say this. Auburn dad, appreciate him. He's consistently one of our most active uh, subscribers. He says, if we showed improvement in every every aspect of the game, every game, win or lose, I want to look like along like we along in the game against great oh. team, belong in the game against great teams, and destroy the ones who uh, essentially have lower uh, or more struggles with with bottoms. Like I, I, I just feel like. You know what? We are. This is exactly where I'm at. You know, we don't have unrealistic expectations of fans expecting development. Right. Right. A clear path. Right. You know, to getting better and just feeling like it's headed the right direction. And, you know, coaches make mistakes. They're going to make mistakes during the games. They're going to call timeouts when they don't need to. That's one of my most frustrating things. That happened over the last eight years. I, I, I'll be talking to Caesar during during the game. I'll be like, "Why did they call a timeout right there?" Clock management was 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 poor at times. I mean, the like. the profanity that entered my ears during those <laughs> moments talking to Mike during mm-hmm. those it was it was a lot. For and me, then we you know get I mean? to the end of the game, and we need that timeout. He burned, yeah. and I just I'm like I don't so, understand it. Here's the thing that I anticipate happening, and you guys. Um, can definitely, you know, you can quote me on this or whatever. So one of the things about clock management that happened during the Gus Malzahn time is when you have to do the check with me thing, right? Is that you get up yeah. to the line, you've got to rush up there, right? Then um, it's, and this happened a lot more during um, 
gosh, who was the coordinator right before? Um, it, 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 not Red. What the one? The other? Gosh, why can't I think of this kid guy's name? Uh, I know Kenny Dill- about. Dillingham was it Dillingham? No, Dillingham. No, not Dillingham. Not Dillingham. He he's uh, he's Troy at Troy now. Coach. He's at Troy. Lindsey Chip Lindsey. Yeah. So happened a lot during Chip Lindsey's time because Chip was up in the booth, right? And so Chip would call something down to the field. Gus would relay, or someone on the sidelines would relay that to the quarterback. But then they'd have to do the whole check with me thing, right? And so right. they were going through this whole debate about what play call they were going to have, and we would waste. 15 seconds of time before somebody figured out this ain't what play we need to be in. Then they'd be calling a timeout, right? That happened a lot during that season because of the way that that system was orchestrated. What I anticipate happening um, in this new system is we're probably going to have some clock management issues early as well because Bo is going to have to figure it out on the field, right? They're likely going to, as he learns the offense more, send two play calls in there, right? Right. He's going to have a a play one and then some sort of audible to another play, right? But he's got to get up there, assess what's going on and decide, okay, I don't like the look we're in. Let me communicate that to everybody. And they've got to figure out how to relay that information quickly. We're probably going to see a lot of, you know, busted plays because they didn't understand. Right. We we didn't understand what the call was or what the audible was or I couldn't get people reset fast enough. Let me call a timeout. You know, we're going to see a lot of um, delay of games. I I anticipate that happening early and watch out for this specifically in the Penn State game being the first road game, trying to figure out how to get this communication. stuff Oh, man. Um, I don't I don't know how that being a problem in that game. I don't know how full the stadiums are going to be, but have you seen the video of the first play of Penn State, Michigan, where they come up for the first snap of the game? And I, it was the loudest thing I think I've heard. It, it, it felt the, the environment at Happy Valley rivals Death Valley, mm-hmm. LSU. Mm-hmm. The crowd was so loud, they couldn't even get the first play that's usually scripted from scrimmage off. So that's going to be a hostile environment there. You yeah. know, they do the the whiteout thing. It's a very intimidating yeah. environment to go play oh, they, in. They're gonna they're gonna turn up because they're mad from last season. Yeah, so their fans are gonna be ready yeah. for their first real challenge. They're gonna come in there if if they're allowing anything close to capacity yeah. in that stadium. Gonna it's be gonna tough. be hopping. It's gonna be tough. Yeah. And, and yeah. they weren't as bad as their record indicated last year because. James Franklin has clearly been developing talent there. Now, every once in a while, your program takes a step back for a year while you're, you know, sometimes you graduate an abnormal amount of seniors. You have an exodus of talent to the NFL. I'm not saying that I know exactly what happened with Penn State last year. I just know every, every once in a while there's a myriad of reasons why a program that has been consistently in and around the top 15 takes a step back. Well, so, so Penn State, we'll, we'll talk about this as we get into the thing. Penn State actually changed offensive coordinators in the offseason this week. Okay, so there you go. We'll talk about right, that. Right, so new system, you know, just anything anything that, that's happening. But my, my point is, is that don't expect just because their record was subpar last year no. that they're going to bring that same energy into 2021. No. Their head coach no. can coach right. flat out. Right. And it is not going to be a cakewalk. And, it's, and, and, and one of the worst things that has happened to us over the last two years has been bow on the road. And that's yeah. not, again, that's not taking a shot. That's, that's just, that's just statistics yeah. and facts, right? At one point during his freshman season, I mean, he finished his freshman season with like a 30 something percent completion percentage on in road games. 
you can't win. And we threw the ball a lot, so you just yeah. can't win. But see, that's part of the problem in going into those games strategically is we didn't we we for whatever reason we decided we're going to throw the ball a ton. Yeah, I don't know that that was a sound strategy for those games. So it it goes a lot back to game planning and play calling. Right, right. Um, yeah. Yeah, I I was following uh Billy Jones on another post. So he's a little bit more confident in our ability to be able to go into Penn State. Um you know, I I'm not saying we can't win it. So I hope that's not what anybody's hearing. I'm just saying it's going to tell us a lot about where we're actually at and yeah. what kind of strides we made this season. So um, uh, I'm looking forward to it. I think it's a good early road test. It's not an SEC game, so it's some it's a it's a game you can recover from. Yeah, if you take your lumps and you can learn what you need to learn from it, you know that's right. that's how I feel. So you know, we uh, that's just where we need to be. We we need to be in a place where it looks like we're moving forward. Um, and even if they go up there and get their asses whooped, if they can come back the next week. And look competent, you know. There's sometimes you learn more in losses than you do in wins. So you know, yeah. I, I I just looking for to see that this coaching staff can make adjustments and and uh, put us in a position to win. Well, what I'd and like I'm, to see is, um, sorry to cut you off, Caesar. Uh, what I'd like to see is them go up there and get punched in the mouth and then respond. Right? right. Like, right. I, I actually yeah, what I would love to see is right. we go into Penn State and Penn State first couple of drives is smacking us. And then the coaching staff finds a way to settle our team down and we go out there and we play competitively for the remainder of the game. Whether we win it or not, I want to see our teams because you can't name you can't name too many times in the last couple of years where we were getting it, it was either like even tilt and then the other team pulled away or we just destroyed them the entire game. Like there were very few or we were winning and then we let them come back. Right. Like there were very few times where we since really 2013 where we were making comebacks in games. Like when's the last time you remember an Auburn comeback in a game post 2013? Like it just didn't, it just hasn't happened for real. Like am, right, I, yeah. am I missing an instance in the last seven years where I we actually think. were getting beat and then we came back and either made it interesting or won that game? Um, You mean like against a comfort, like a, a good opponent? We, well, we've I mean, had, we have done that with I mean, bad like, so like Tulane, Tulane jumped out on us early that one year, yeah. and then we came. But I'm just, I mean, but like legitimately where it's like we were getting smacked in the mouth, mm-hmm. and they buckled down. It said Ole Miss 2014, somebody said. Oregon that was a back and, I thought that was more of a back and forth with Ole Miss. Oregon but. 2019 a little bit. I, I'll, I'll give you Oregon 2019 a little bit um, mm-hmm. just because – you know, Oregon did look like they had that game in under control early, but um, Texas A and M. Okay, that's a good example of we came back in that game. That's a good comeback example right yeah. there. Okay, yeah. yeah. But I, a- again, I, I just again I, what I want to see from Bo is we've seen when Bo gets shook on the road. We've seen it, and Bo has yet to recover from those moments. Right? I want to see him get into have a bad series, but then come back, get refocused and Mm -hmm. do what he needs to do. And what we've seen is that Bo would just drift further and further and further into whatever funk he's in. And the team just suffers as a result of it. Well, the play calling would hit that way too. 
Yeah, the yeah. play calling wasn't helping him at all. Like, so I, I was going to throw in a bone. Like, you know, the, the system Agreed. and the play calling, it was hurting everybody. So in a better yeah. system where we can remove that as a factor, and that's why yeah. I'm stressing, don't miss don't miss this, chop it up in two weeks with, with Chris Side, right? When we break down quarterback play. It was, you know, um, if you know, when when you can remove those factors and you can actually analyze the quarterback play for just what it is. Yeah. Um, then consistently, because there were a lot of things. I mean, the mark of Gus was inconsistency, right? Whether it yeah. was how Bo was playing or how the plays were being called or how the offensive line was performing, everything was just inconsistent. So we got an inconsistent result. That produces a lot of seven or eight win seasons. Great teams do the right things consistently. So I saw a comment earlier where someone was asking during the season if we were going to go live. And the question is, yes. Um, so we had a much smaller following during the season. But if you go back on our channel, you'll see what our Wednesday preview shows and our game day post games are like. We will be bringing you guys that in the fall. So, um, you know, we're even cooking up something. I don't know. J.G. Tate likes to go live for the whole game. I don't know if I could sit there for that long, but I will certainly be there in the post game to bitch about what we just heard or uh, saw or, you know, you know, celebrate with you guys. So uh, the war report plans on being there with you guys every step of the way during the season. Um, You're not going to want to miss it. We also will have additional opportunities for engagement during the season, as well as more content. Uh, for you guys, uh, I, I mentioned earlier that we are working on a deal to try to get the all 22 uh, to improve these film reviews. So working with broadcast footage, you know, limits us somewhat. Uh, but the all 22 tells no lies. So, um, you know, I saw Jonathan said he'd sell his left kidney for for the all 22. I think <laughs> I'll I'll sell half of mine uh, and, and we can maybe we'll get it. So uh, we appreciate all the support. And that's it, fellas. Uh, so let's let's go ahead and just the spring practice continues. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, we we got into this shit, man. We talk about we we mm-hmm. we we've had uh basically the offensive assistants uh, minus the coordinator because we've heard from them already. Mm-hmm. Um, they we basically we basically got to hear from them. Right. And what what are our thoughts? Who stood out to you guys? B Dell, B Dell, Randy yeah. Dell. Yeah. listen, man, it was a standout. Uh, he, it, I, I love the energy that he had in his. Uh, he, he seems like just a, um, a a chill kind of laid back kind of personality, but you can tell he brings that energy to the sideline. Um, you know, he's an offensive line guy who is uh, he's adjusting himself to play as the, the the role as a tight end coach, and because he um, just the the mentality that he brought, he was like, man, when Coach Harson asked me to come it was a no brainer for me to want to be on his staff, even though he had not specifically ever coached tight ends before. Mm-hmm. He said, it's listen, it's, it's a, you know, it's a pass catching offensive lineman. Okay, cool. We got it. Right. Let's go. Right. He was just basically right. like, okay, that, that's what I'm doing. All right, great. What do you need me to coach? I'm going to go out here and coach guys up to do that. Listen, yeah. you can't, you, when you have guys that have that mentality, that type of thing permeates over to players because players then become the selfless types that are like, is this what the, the staff needs me? Is you guys need me to go function in this way? He was talking about, um, oh gosh, which of the players was it? You know, I, something wrong with my memory and names, but uh, he was talking about one of the guys um, that basically everybody talked about him being a, a pass catcher, but how willing he has become with his blocking stuff uh, coming up. It's one of the younger, I can't deal was mm. deal from, Mm-mm. I think it was from it was from Tyler from I think is who he was okay. talking about. 
um, just how, you know, people talk about how he was a he was a pass catcher pretty much. And it might be to somebody else, but I think it was from um, but how willing he has been as a blocker and just wanting to uh, get in there and put it. He said he's like he's he's eager to stick his face in there is what he said, Pauls. But um, but yeah, just really wanting to be able to get in there and mix it up and actually be a blocker as opposed to just trying to be a guy out there catching passes. He right. he, he talked about how. Um, Frazier is every bit of the physical specimen that people say he is like, yeah. he's just, he's a, he's a freak. J J J he talked about how much he was just, you don't see a guy that big who can move that well, who has those, like, it's just, there's a rare combination of athleticism in our tight end group. And he's super excited to coach him. You can see like how we talked about the enthusiasm that, um, that we would see from coach Mason when he's like kid in the candy store about all of the different things that he could do. He's thinking the same way about his tight end group. He's like, yeah, we've been recruiting him for like the past three, four, five years. He he ought to be, you ought to be an embarrassment of riches there. Right, right, right. (laughs) Um, it's, I gotta say to pause, Anthony. I'm sorry. You know, every time I, you know, it's, I don't know if we got this. So I want, I want to jump back here for a second. Uh, Corey said facts are not sack leader on D will have at least eight sacks. Um, are you watch that at us. That's another good one, man. Watch this week's. Watch this week's facts or not. Nah. It's live right now. Oh yeah, I forgot we and, talked about sacks. Yeah. And get well, back at me on this one, Corey. Uh, definitely. And then uh, Walt followed up. These guys are always dueling. Uh, plan on going to Happy <laughs> Valley. Who's with Walt? Uh, Walt, I might actually meet you down there. I, I think I may actually make the drive from DC over there and uh, bring you guys a little bit of live from Happy Valley, depending on what the ticket situation and, and the capacity situation is looking like. So um, I'm waiting on that one. Uh, they have a very, very uh, engaged and enthused fan base there at Penn State. Um, I'll be interested to see how many tickets are actually available to the game. Hopefully everybody's vaccinated and, and we can go up there safely. But uh, yeah, I might. I'm going to hit you up, Walt, if, uh, if I definitely uh, make the trip. I think it's going to be fun. That's going to be a fun environment. Last time I was around, Penn State fans was 0-2 when we played them in the Capitol One Bowl uh, down in Orlando. Thank you for listening to the War Report Podcast. You can support us by visiting our merchandise store. You can find links to the merchandise store on Facebook and the About section on our YouTube channel. If you would like access to more premium content, visit us on YouTube and click join to become an insider. War Eagle, and now back to more of the show. I like this statement here. I like how Vidal talked about making sure all of his guys can do everything, not just being pigeonholed into one thing. Right. And, and the biggest thing about that is you're not tipping the defense off right. to what you're actually doing right. based on specific packages. Uh, yep. Somebody we know was notorious for that. But under this coaching staff, they want to be able to better disguise what they're doing. So, yes, I agree, Kelsey. Great point. Um, Walt also says I want to see J.J. being able to catch things. I want to see anybody catch the ball over the middle. Um, and again, <laughs> they go by, they go like again. <laughs> how, how do we might? How do we? Might? <laughs> it doesn't matter. It doesn't matter. I will Don't never matter. grow up. I am a Toys R Us. <laughs> but yeah, I just, I just want to see passes over the middle again, man. Just regardless if it's JJ or receiver, I, I'm just looking forward to those days, man. Yeah, man. Love yeah. the cats. Love the cats in here. War damn eagle beaches. Yeah. Um, listen, yeah, the the uh, profanity filter on YouTube is undefeated. I need y'all to know that. So <laughs> if you curse in your comments, it's not us blocking it because y'all know I don't mind it. <laughs> but uh, YouTube will filter filter it out. Hashtags, links and um, 
and uh, profanity, profanity. Get, yeah, get filtered out, right? And the hashtags to keep spammers out of our comment sections uh, as well, too. So War Eagle, love the cats. Uh, he represents us well on other forms of social media. Um, but, uh, yeah, I am uh, I saw some, there were some comments uh, talking about uh, the live stream during the, the, the deal. And I've, I've um, I'm trying to decide whether I want to show the world that side of me. Um, <laughs> It's been, yeah, we gonna, we, we gonna have to have some super premium access type of stuff. Yeah. No no can't, no phones allowed. All of that. If right. We're gonna do all of that. Well, we might have to be recording. Create a special membership tier just for that. Listen, uh, I, I, I will talk. We'll as we get close to the season again. I told you we got some special things that we're planning to do on game days, specifically for the home games. We'll reveal that stuff as we get closer. But we do have some. I have some very specific things and some stuff I ain't even told the guys yet that I'm trying to get together. So yeah. trust me, it's gonna be dope for game days. We're gonna be bringing y'all that information very soon because I want to give you the information early enough so you can make a decision on what you want to do for like ticket purchases mm-hmm. some of this stuff is going to conflict with actually going yeah. to the game but, you know what I might have all the we, we're going to create like a I don't know we might create like a $10 tier for insiders uh, of, of just for my live stream my personal live stream during the games but I'm going to make you guys uh, set, sign a disclaimer or a non-disclosure agreement saying you can't <laughs> tell my mom um so uh yeah it's gonna be it's gonna be interesting um i am i'm very interested in and and how what kind of emotional roller coaster we're gonna go on this fall with auburn football i think it's one of the things that makes it fun for us as fans you know i i think uh so uh i need someone to curse with (laughs) john we we got enough profanity to float around between myself and mike i just I, i i might not this would be an interesting OnlyFans idea for certain. Yeah, right. So uh I just um yeah, I mean it, it's just one of those things if if I have to have a job interview in the future, I don't want to ruin it. Um but uh uh this is funny, right? Like so in every relationship I've been in, this has been an issue on Saturdays. When we lose, my mood is poor for the rest of the day. That's, I, I when 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 I was first started dating. If if, if, if anybody who's new, my wife is uh, a graduate mm. from the the school up north. Mm. And um, when we first started dating. I told her I was like, if it's a day game, don't call me, because like like unless if we win and it's a day game, we're good. But like, just don't call me like in the afternoon if we lost that game, because I'm just yeah. not gonna want to talk. Like I'm gonna be you know, and I've gotten better over time. But like it was just like, man, it it would it would mess up my mood. I hate it when we had like those two thirty games because mm-hmm. I'd spend the morning like talking, me and B will be talking about what was gonna happen in the game. The game would happen. Then if we lost, I would have the remainder of that night to like be on Twitter seeing people say stupid stuff and you know, I go out to eat somewhere and then I just like, man, I just don't I don't wanna be around no people. So I just thought like I the war report became a sanctuary for me because I didn't have to leave my house right, facts, to be able right. to be with other Auburn fans and vent my frustrations with you all. Now I know we put it up on the internet so like anybody could see it, but it just it made it a little bit better for me to just be like, all right, I don't I don't really want to um talk to nobody else but y'all. Yeah. So, uh yeah. I want to highlight a comment here for a second. Um this is from CM. Uh it says he lost his dad in January and his mom in February. And this is the only time thing taking his mind off of that. 
right? Like, hey, man, that's, that's, hey, that's listen. Dope, man. So I won't, uh, beside all the shenanigans that we show on the show, and I'll try my best not to get emotional about this comment, is that, um, you know, one of the things that we hope is, is that we can, you know, through football, keep life in perspective, right? Yeah. Um, mm-hmm. And uh, there's a lot of things going on in the world. You know, um, and football being the least of our worries. So, so the the fact that we get to actually come together and talk football and have a non toxic community of uh, of uh, fans that can agree, disagree, but love each other at the end of the day, um, yeah. because, you know, is is awesome. Because at the end of the day, there there are more important things going on in the world. Yeah, and so um, for him to have experienced all that loss. My heart goes out to him. I know a lot of people who have experienced loss this year yeah. over the last 12 months. Um, and to come and spend his time with us means a lot, yeah. right? Um, that's a lot yeah. about what we're building here is just not, we're not here to talk at you. We're here to be community for a lot of people, yeah. right? So yeah. uh, my brother, if you are if you are not feeling so great, you can always, always come here and talk to us. For sure. For right? sure. Uh, pick up the phone, uh, reach out to your fellow War Report community members, um, you know, and if you need support, man, you got it. That's what we're here for. So um, it's all fun yeah. and games. I didn't mean to hit y'all with the feels in the middle of the broadcast, but, um, yeah. you know, I've gotten a few me- uh, messages from members like this saying that they yeah. lost people, you know. Yeah. And, uh, yeah, I just I, I appreciate you being here and spending time with us. It, it means it means a lot to a lot to us. So, yeah, yeah. It's uh, it's I, again, man, it's, it's genuinely um, it's the most humbling thing that has happened over the last few months is that people um, have mm-hmm. come here for a sense of normalcy. Right. Yeah. Just in, in 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 absence of whatever other stuff is going on with with life, um, you know, we find a way to get in here and and have fun and, and crack up and, you know, it, you know, we got lives going on too. It's, you know, life is happening with us too, man. But I, yeah. I enjoy being able to come in here and chop it up with y'all yeah. and have a good time and and take my mind off of all of that stuff for a couple of hours a week, man. So it's dope. Um, Absolutely. I, I can't wait to get to the game days and, and, and be able to share that synergy with you. Like when, when I kicked this idea to Mike um, initially, it was, it was always about this. It was always yeah. about being able to share these types of experiences with y'all um, because I know, you know, what I'm saying like th- that we all kind of go through those ups and downs with football. But like you said, Mike, like football is in our life, but it's a, it's we, we can have fun and, and, and lean on each other, even in times um, where it doesn't seem as if everything else is all together right, then hopefully we can provide you guys a little safe space to come in and have a little fun, man. So yeah, man. definitely appreciate that. Appreciate you being open enough to share that with us, CM. Yeah, um, man. Yeah, yeah, man. And, Listen, uh, you know, a, again, commu- very humble. Yeah, yeah, community Community is all we have, right? Like at the end of the day, if you don't have community, I think that's one of the things that sets our fan base apart from a lot of other fan bases. Uh, I remember reading a uh, article uh, that the Clemson student newspaper wrote about how inviting and how warm their road game experience was at Auburn when they came down here to play. Yeah. Right. And they were just like, we were getting invited into tailgates. Uh, you know, I believe we won that game. And at the end of it, nobody was jeering them. It was a very pleasant walk back to the car. They got invited in for hot dogs and beers on the way back. Um, and, uh, you know, I think that, you know, that's what Auburn is supposed to be about. Yeah. Right, so I see Agreed. some I see some other commentate uh, 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 content creators out here, and 
there are people who you know they dabble in rumors and you know they and beef and drama, Twitter beef and all kinds of silly silliness, right? That doesn't matter at the end of the day, right? Yeah. What we're focused on is education and community, um, and so like that that really does mean a lot that you know he chose to be vulnerable and share that with yeah. us, yeah. Um, you know, uh, for sure. So um, I know that's a little bit of a weird segue from, you know, football yeah. talk. But, I'm a G, know. so I'm not going to cry, but I definitely feel you. you know yeah, 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 yeah. Right. I mean, I'm a, I mean, I mean, when it comes, when it goes off, I'm going to cry. But what, what, <laughs> what, what I will say is you can't keep coming back here and seeing the same faces, the same names talking back and forth. Right. And we not become a part of each other's lives. God, like, you know what I'm like, saying? I, I just meant to say this earlier, man. I, it, when we don't see Elizabeth Carano for a couple of Where weeks. Where is Elizabeth? <laughs> I haven't seen right. Uzi in the comments in a while, man. Yeah. I, man and, it's, and, and, and it fe- I, I know sometimes it can feel like, ah, oh, man, they just worried about their mm-hmm. numbers. Like, I just get used to some of y'all coming in here hollering at us, man. Because like, y'all so, become a part of our routine. So yeah. it's just like, we need y'all. Like, we need each other. Oh, look at, look at B. Kelsey with the upgrade too. I appreciate that very much, Kelsey, Kelsey, man. Listen, man, y'all look at God. I know I say this all the time, man, but you guys have blown me away with the way that you respond to um, just. It was, I mean, it was just, it was just idea, man. We, we just, we were just like, let's try some stuff, man. And you guys have made this worth every minute man like i i love doing this like i really i wish yeah. i could do this every yeah. day like i wish this was my full-time job to be able to do Indeed. this with the, you guys continuing to support us man and telling other people about it and mm. you know giving your money willingly to allow us to do this and have this space for you all man that's that's the dopest thing in the world to me man it's dope agree um Oh, so let, let me. Somebody uh, mentioned earlier. Had we talked about Cadillac's interview? We had not mentioned Cadillac yet. Uh, we did. I did get a chance to watch that. Um, and so, what I think what was interesting about listening to Cadillac talk was his the portion at the beginning where he was talking about um, why Coach Harson retained him as part of the as the only member from the previous staff. Right. And yeah. basically, what he said, uh, and I'm paraphrasing, is that. He assured Brian Harson this is the place where he wanted to be number one. And number two, he wasn't bigger than the program. He was going to come in here. He was going to do his job. And he was committed to seeing Auburn get back to a winning culture. Mm-hmm. And he he was bought. He was going to buy into whatever Harson wanted to do. And he sounded completely bought in during that press conference. Like he right. didn't sound like yeah. he was trying to hold on to the previous. He sounded like, you know what? I like this new guy and I like the direction he's taking our program. I'm with it. Let's go. Right? right. And I think that he was able to convey that in a way that Brian Harson believed. And he sold it to me again, whatever y'all selling, I'm buying right now. He sold it to me during the press conference today that, that yeah. he actually believed that. And uh, I'm looking forward to seeing what we're going to be able to do from the running back position. Um, and, Cadillac is one of those guys who, um, you know, it, the, the jury's out, right, uh, as to how good a running backs coach he is. Right. right. And we're, I think right. we're going to see now whether or not he can equip guys to really go out there and be uh, Heisman contenders, be candidates for the Maxwell Award. Like, we're going to see how much Cadillac can get guys coached up now because I think the the the, the reins are off. You know, shout out to my man Avery. He's unleashed right now, right? right. Like he just let, let him go and go out yeah. there and see what we can do. 
Um, so I, I loved what I heard from him in that respect. Um, so I, I, I'm, I'm really interested in seeing the running back position continue to uh, thrive. And he also talked about how he uh, actually uh, pretty much every coach lamented over not being able to do the home visits and being able to really get out there on the road and talk to some of the recruits and and see them up close and personal. So uh, or bring them in and have them see the opportunity, specifically Cadillac talking about the the what sold him on um Auburn and what you hear from a lot of recruits when they actually get here and they see the campus and they feel some of this synergy that we're talking about that the Auburn family provides you. That's what makes them want to come to uh, school here. Right. It's that they're sold on the experience more than they are on the program. Right. I think we now that we can figure out a way to pair the program with the experience, we have no choice but to get uh, the recruits uh, continue to increase. So, yeah. Yeah. King says that firing Cadillac wouldn't have been a good look for a brand new coach at Auburn. Uh, I thought the same thing about T. For Will, T. Will. But, yeah. but like, you know, I don't know what happened there. Um, but, uh, you know, at the end of the day, um, Cadillac, you know, I think that uh, I'm excited for him to have an opportunity to grow as a coach under Hartson. Right. 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 You know, and, and we talk a lot about uh, player development, but we don't talk enough about coaching development. Right. You know, these guys, sure. not, not all these guys have reached the pinnacle of their coaching ability, and Cadillac certainly has not. He hasn't been doing it long enough. So, um, you know, I'm excited to see what he learns under Harson in terms of how to develop players, right? Um, and, uh, you know, if he's not getting, you know, doesn't, you know, as long as they are getting talent, any three star talent, four star talent, five star talent, I expect us to start producing thousand yard rushers again regularly. Right. That was a thing right. at Auburn where we had right. a crazy stretch where every year we had a thousand yard rusher, no matter who was at running back. And we seem to have fallen off that. So, you know, I'm ready to see some more thousand yard rushers. I, I think the tank should be 12 to 1400 yards this year. Minimal. Yeah. Yeah. If he stays Agreed. healthy, there's no reason Agreed. why not. Um, right. They, th- that's one of the things Cadillac was talking about. It's like we intend to be a downhill team. You're going to see. Yeah running backs coming downhill and he's and he included Sean Shivers in that group <clears throat> which Shivers is you know he's never been afraid of contact he's a smaller no. guy but he's going to come and he's going to he, he relishes being able to get in there and and deliver as much as he's taking from the defense right so right. um they they expect us to be downhill and I'm looking forward to seeing it we're going to smash them from the first whistled all the way through the end, we're going we're we're going to be going full throttle, um, and I'm looking forward to seeing that. Yeah, and sure. I and I like too how you talked about how the guys are going to be doing more migrating to being more of an all purpose back than mm-hmm. than just doing one thing. Like and, and to me, it's going to help. It helps everyone out from blocking. Uh, it helps the quarterback. It helps the the, the running backs expand their skill set. I'm looking forward to seeing the running back role expand in this offense, man. So yeah, like I, the, the quarterback being able to check down and, and the guys blocking, but then release out of the backfield. Like I'm, I'm eager to see how these guys look in this offense. It's, right. it's, I'm looking forward to it. And I'm only saying, you know, uh, uh spicy uh, penguin here says 1400 is modest. Like I'm only saying that because I don't know how much we're actually going to throw the ball. Right. Like, so uh, it sounds like there's a plan for us to be a run first team and then just manage the quarterback position. But, you know, if whoever's playing quarterback is more effective throwing the ball than they anticipate and we are balanced, mm-hmm. that's why I say 12 to 1400 minimum. Right. You know? Yeah, he could right. run for he could certainly go for more than that. Uh, I, I don't want us to run him into the ground. Right. I think right. you have a great season an SEC, all SEC season, 12 to 1400 yards. 
uh, on on reasonable carries, on a reasonable right. amount of carries. I want to see take care of the ball 30, 30 times a game. Right. I really don't want to see that. So yeah, I think that'd be unnecessary, especially when uh, you have an offense that should allow for you to be, you know, as the, the, the phrase that people like saying multiple, if we can be multiple in the ways that we're utilizing all of the weapons that we have, there's no reason to run tank into the ground. You just need to be more inventive with your play calling. Right. 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 For sure. So, I mean, mm, caddy, caddy, uh, get them, coach them up, man. Coach them up. Uh, and, and the kid that came in, was it Hunter? Mm-hmm. No. Um, yeah. Jack, like, yeah. Jack, Jack West Hunter. Yeah. I mean, just, Shivers, he, this is, he's this not is on campus year? yet. Uh, right. yeah. uh, this is Shivers' junior year, I believe. It oh, is. Feels it like is. he's been here forever, doesn't he? Um, yeah. No, nah, but last year was his freshman year. Was actually? It? I think. No. I think. Oh, no, no, no. So, so no, no, this no, is, no, so, yeah, no, This is this is, this is junior year because the, the I think right. the Alabama game. Yeah. No. Last freshman. year was his sophomore year. Yeah. So. Um, right. Yep. You're right. The Bama game where he blew up Xavier yeah. McKinney was, was his, his freshman. freshman year. So yes, this will be a junior year. Yeah. Um, I just I don't I think that um, I would just be because he's not like a, to me he's just not an every down lead back. I would like to see somebody who is a potential to replace Tank because we know we're not going to keep him all four years. Um step up and make a pitch to to split carries in the backfield. So, you know, it, it needs to be a clear next man up type of deal at running back. Now, hoping Cadillac can be a part of helping produce that. Yeah, that's saying it's his senior year. Yeah, it feels, it feels like it. It feels like it. Oh, I, thought, I thought it was junior. I, I listen, don't take my word for none of that because I'm definitely ain't keeping up with it. Yeah. Um, I don't I, I don't I don't know, Corey, if he's found his helmet yet. No, he is <laughs> still not. Me. Oh yeah. man, he I don't know if he has somewhere in some kid's bedroom down in Auburn. Yeah, they put him. Yeah, they posterized him nice and good. So uh, what's what's our last one here for the night? We uh, Javaris Johnson, right? Yeah, yeah. Well, yeah, and and that's that's who that's who uh, uh, Coach Williams talked about, or he was asked mm-hmm. about him, and he basically basically has spoken well of him. He's he's been the guy who they the coaches have consistently praised. So uh, I'm happy for him, man. I'm happy for him. Yeah, he seems to be he's making plays. That's what we hear about him. He's a playmaker in practice this spring. And um, that means that he's getting opportunities and the ball is being thrown to him well enough for him to make plays. Uh, So that excites me. And uh, my sleeper for the spring was Malcolm was the other Johnson was Malcolm Johnson. I still yeah. think he has a chance to make some noise. Which they, they talked about Malcolm as well. Um, yeah. yeah, he's a yeah. speed guy. He's just undersized right now. So they're trying to get a you know a little more bulk on him. But mm-hmm. he's definitely a guy who can take the top off. Yeah, it's a de- delicate balance between wanting to put muscle on those guys and then keeping them fast. Right. You right. know, so not right. bulk, not weighing them down. But I I am excited that. uh you know, a lot of people there were their eyes eyes I felt like were on capers in Canyon at the end of the season. And for there right. to be another guy tells me so that right. they are That's, I forgot about it. it is his senior year. He had that breakaway run his freshman year that got called yeah, back on the dang on yeah. holding penalty. You're right. Yep. Um but I, I am excited uh to hear about Javaris Johnson because again it, it means that they're evaluating talent much differently than the last staff. Not to say that Canyon and Capers aren't talented, but I've always felt like we weren't, we probably weren't playing the best guys all the time. Agreed. Right. You know, and so uh, uh, for a guy like him to emerge and possibly be a number one receiver for us is 
encouraging to say the least. I don't think that it, it is not a de- it's not to get down on the other guys. I think that they're all I think we have a lot of talent at wide receiver. Uh, they're supremely talented and super underrated. Agreed. Yeah, as a squad, we just have to find way. We just need an offense that can get them the ball in space more consistently. So, yeah, uh, excited about Javaris Johnson. I, th- I think uh, I think that he is going to be. I think he's going to be something special. Uh, I've seen some comparisons to Ryan Davis. I see Lawrence Robinson. Uh, yeah, I've heard uh, that too. Yeah, I think he's a. I think I think he's a little faster than Ryan Davis, though. If I'm not mistaken. Yeah, yeah but, I, I think he probably is too. Yeah. Uh, Ryan Davis was kind of like a he's shifty. Yeah, I mean he was not. He didn't really have breakaway speed. But he makes he makes he did make some moves after he got the ball, and and I'm I'm hoping Javaris can be that too. Yeah, for sure. So um, um yeah. Corey got a question here. Do you guys think we need a transfer wide receiver to come in after spring? I mean, if guys are healthy, if we mm-hmm. if we're healthy, I I don't think so. But yeah, what do you guys think? I don't know. Like, I don't think so. I think we just need to develop the guys we have. Personally. Yeah. That's not that's not a position where I'm looking at uh, transfers coming in, wanting to see transfers there. I think we have enough talent that was underdeveloped that needs to just be used and coached yeah. correctly. So right. I, I wouldn't be super encouraged if they brought in some kind of serious contender or wide receiver. I don't think that would speak well of what we have. They don't need to do that. Our guys are young. They're 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 fresh. You know, they haven't seen a lot of game action, and they're all talented. I've watched yeah. all their tapes, man. They're all extremely talented. Just get them the ball, right? Yeah, we I mean, to get them the ball. I think we should go all in if a tackle hits the portal after spring ball, or if we stumble across a running back we like. I mean, I think I think we should we should go after those needs. But I think we got enough receivers at this point, um, especially yeah, I, if we're I able like to get those guys healthy. Group. Yeah, yeah, I like our receiver group. I've been high on them. Um, really, I was high on them last year, and I felt like we we didn't utilize them properly. So um, yeah. we, we return, uh, you know, all. I understand our top three guys are gone, but I just feel like those freshmen that were not playing last year were really good group. Um, we've got some we've got some talent there, and so it's really just going to be about how quickly those guys can can step up to understand this new offense and what they're going to be required to do as a receiver actually not being a robot on a play. Right. Right. So, right. We'll yeah. Back. Uh, love the show. Tank will have 1500 all purpose yards. Um, I am looking forward to seeing if he catches more balls out of the backfield in this offense as well, too. Um, I don't think I'm we really got hoping he does like, yeah. again. And, and from all signs pointing to what Cadillac talked about him wanting to have, um, all the back speed, more all purpose types. Right. That's what, uh, uh, what would I anticipate happening? So we'll see. Yeah. Um. Oh yeah, yeah. Good point, HB, HBZ. Can we talk about Coach C. Oh, Will yeah. mentioning the scramble drill? Yes. Yeah, they practice the concept of a scramble drill because they we have a quarterback who, you know, for for better or worse, will break free on a play, and it's like okay, so now just do the wide receivers understand what their responsibility is when that happens? Mm. So they've actually been practicing that. Situational football. I like it. He breaks the pocket. What are you supposed to do? Right. And and if if this was not being practiced before now. Wow. I'm not even going to finish that statement, but, you know. Yeah. Uh, I think, you know, the answer to that. But, (laughs) um, yeah, man, I I think it's a good look, man. I, I Again, 
Coach Harson said, everything we do matters. I like the fact that we're focusing on game scenario situations and are practicing it to the point where they can perfect it. I, I, it, it warms my heart to know that we're going to be prepared for whatever situations the offense finds themselves in in the fall. So, yeah, again, well, another reason that makes me feel good about where this team is heading. Yeah, better play calling will help with that as well, too. So, like, if we have a plan to get the ball out of the quarterback's hands more consistently, and, you know, I was telling everybody uh, because there's, there's, a, there's a lot of misconception about how long is long when it, in terms of sitting in the pocket. Mm-hmm. Yeah. You know, uh, three seconds in the SEC is a long time to get to throw the ball flat out. And uh, Bo had on average about 2.8 seconds to throw yeah. last year. And that should be good enough to find a receiver if the route there, there, there are options for him to throw to. So, yeah. you know, the, the offensive line took a lot of heat for slow developing plays that were designed that way with no outlet for the quarterback early right. in the play. Right. You know, so the only option was block for three to five seconds, which is not always reasonable against SEC defenses. Right. You know, so when you get blitzed, your QB and your play call needs to make the defense pay. That's how you keep the blitz honest. And we just did not do that enough. I blame play calling first. After we broke down wide receivers with Devin Aroma should do during his chop it up with the film review, it was just clear there was nobody for Bo to throw the ball to. Right. And the two and the, in 2.8 seconds that he had to throw the ball right. just wasn't there. And then when the play breaks down, three to five seconds is where your quarterback extends the play where he can make a play. After yeah. five seconds, disaster is usually waiting. For 99% right. of quarterbacks not named Patrick Mahomes, Aaron Rodgers, there's only a special few who pass the five second mark can make magic happen. Right, I'm laughing so, at Corey, my bad. And me too, me too. <laughs> facts are not someone should be slapped if Tank is returning kickoffs. Listen, facts, man. Facts. Right. We've got yeah. again too much talent on this team to have speed. Malcolm uh, Johnson, put Malcolm Johnson back there. Right, put put yeah. one, put put one, put put the put the Johnson boys back. You know, returning kicks, and we'll be good. Yeah. You, don't, you can preserve your other guys for doing other things. Like it's just no reason. To, to do that and risk yeah, your bell cow hurt. should not be your bell cow should not be be on special teams. Yeah. Look, yeah. I just think uh, they were both dynamic punt returners in high school, yep. super dynamic yep. punt returners. So they know what to do with the ball in the air. They know how to find uh, uh, the crease. Just uh, anybody but tank. We have the talent. I just I'm telling you, uh, talent evaluation is gave me a headache last season. I'm really hoping that we're talking about something very different this fall. Uh, so, um, you know, after a day, uh, can't stress, you know, because we're talking about practice. What I expect to see from this open practice is I, I expect to see that some of these position battles have narrowed down to the two deep, right? Like, you know, mm-hmm. that's what we're going to see is that they're, they've narrowed it down to the two deep, and we know pretty much who's going to start and who's going to back up or who's in contention for the number one spot at most positions. Um, right, and, and offensive line, they've got to fix offensive line. I, I can't stress enough. Um, they have to play better. Uh, but I don't. I'm not sure based on what we see, we saw last year, that they're going to make huge strides on offensive line. 
I think the play call, I think they're going to have to make some strides and then play calling is going to have to help them the rest of the way. Yeah. Will Friend yeah. talked about offensive line um, and just they're, they're, right now they're just trying to find the, the best five guy mix is what he said. He's like, we're trying right. to find our best five guys. And, and and he's not focusing so much on this guy needs to be a tackle. This guy needs to be a guard. Just like, who are my best five guys? And we'll figure out where we're going to put them and teach them how to play that position. Right. So, it's dependable. Listen, the mindset of Will Friend is like, listen, you get me a guy, I can show him how to play the position. Mm-hmm. Right. So I, I, I am very uh, confident in his ability to coach him up. But again, I think that's going to be a slow process of trying to understand what the what the uh, you know what the adjustments are going to need to be on the fly to pick up the blitzes and all that kind of because they were we, we were we were awful in blitz pickup last year. They didn't handle stunts very well consistently. If you right. were doing any kind of games up front, our offensive line was confused consistently. Um, so it's going to be interesting but, to see how we adjust this year. But the way they're practicing now, going against the first team defense, seeing these things, they won't be so shocked when they get in the game day situation because they're seeing a lot of this in practice. So, again, that should be helping these guys at least get acclimated to what defenses want to do to the offensive line. So, Right. I, I think that that does help, and that's something to keep in mind, man. Um, I feel good. I feel good about and, – and by the way, guys, tweet, tweet – if, you, if you're on Twitter, tweet, <laughs> tweet these things, all right? Yeah. We need the screenshot. We need the screenshot for the graphic on – that's why we asked you guys to tweet it. Um, we cannot pull the screenshot of your question from live comments. Uh, so right. if you don't have a Twitter, create one just for this. You know, I have to tweet a damn other thing but this. Right. <laughs> and I will be right. satisfied. Uh, but you guys really put some good facts and all questions uh, in these comments here. And we definitely uh, want to be able to use them. Um, your, <laughs> Tony Baker, your, your field goal kicker having the most points is not necessarily a good thing. Uh, facts. Agreed. Agreed. Yeah. yeah facts. Agreed. Uh, yeah. It's just O-line, everything. Everything just needs to just look a little bit better than it was, you know, after that putrid bowl game that we watched um i think of all the games that we watched all year i didn't have high expectations but i thought we might get get to see some other talent on exhibition like it just didn't nothing i mean i was just it was a real down way to end a season and i'm really hoping that harson can turn this frown upside down headed into the fall because uh, we we have the talent. I can't stress enough. We have the talent. You know, if yeah. any, I, Gus Gus could recruit. He could recruit. Um, you know, I don't think he knew Just how to, to use the talent. Yeah, or <laughs> or evaluate. Or develop. Or evaluate. Yeah, right. Like so. <laughs> uh, yeah, I just don't know. Um, there's you know we got pretty, if you watched King Dunlap's uh, Chop It Up film review, uh, which is. Again, live for uh, Insider members, uh, you can go back and watch that. We talked about uh, a lot about Brahms at center, and it, there were just a lot of plays where King, uh, you listen to King tell it. He was like, listen, man, there's, he, he needs to find some work. There's ribs available on 58, this person, that person. It just, he just didn't have anything to do on too many plays after he hiked the ball. Yeah. It was it – was, and, and all the while, uh, they were getting pressure on the quarterback. So, you know, I'm, I'm, I am – telling you i think a lot of that has to do with how offensive line schemes and plays were designed and maybe if they can just teach him because i i just i have problems i'm i'm iffy on brahms guys like i'm at first i was just like man he can't play (laughs) 
And then when you go back and you look at it, you're just like, eh, but maybe this is how poorly our offense was coached. No, it, it's it's clear. Um, like I said, it, when your technique was that bad on some of that stuff, it's clear that that's coaching. Right. I just can't. I can't believe that he played that poorly. Somebody else saw that on film and then they were just like, ah, he's good. Right. Like you just you, you're not coaching it right. Yeah, yeah. Uh, Philip oh, Coleman man. says Browns was a lookout guy. <laughs> oh my god! <laughs> oh my god! I can't, oh, I can't, man. I can't with y'all. Uh, you know, Corey says no, maybe. Like, gee, he can't play. Like, I, I mean, I mean, I just think that's how poorly he was coached. I, I, I'm if I'm if he on it, Corey. Like, I, I, I was just, I was like, wow. Um, yeah. Uh, so hopefully Poor we see guy. some we see some marked improvement there uh, at center because it's going to be a long season. I hope we're yeah. running a lot of quick slants and, and they got a plan to get the ball out of uh, Bo's hands quickly. Um, you know, hopefully uh, Tank it becomes really good at breaking that first tackle behind the line of scrimmage. Mm-hmm. If he plays like that, was he run, run blocking? Was he the run? Wasn't, yeah, yeah right. he, he wasn't a bad yeah. run blocker. He just was yeah. terrible in pass pro. Yeah, that's fair. <clears throat> yeah, that's fair. Uh, and uh, I see Which, here, again, I don't understand why we didn't run the ball. Like, it's just like everything tilts why, towards we should come in with a game plan that says we run the I ball. Think, even though- I think Lawrence Robinson knows why we didn't run the ball as much as we did last year. Lawrence Robinson can tell you all about that. Ain't that right, Lawrence? Here's a question for you. Is, is Harson's blocking philosophy hat on hat or zone scheme? Um, so from the tape, that, so I, I admittedly have not watched a ton. Of, I watched a little bit of the Boise tape. He does do a lot of zone blocking scheme. Uh, so it will be interesting to see how they handle uh, the zone scheme. I mean, which well, we had some zone scheme with Gus as well. So, but again, because he does do a lot of different things, it's not all zone. Like he's going to mix it up and he's going to do you know some 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 different things with the blocking scheme. So it's not going to be strictly one or the other. So, right. but he does do a lot of zone. Thanks again, everyone, for hanging out, giving us a little bit of your time on Hump Day. Be on the lookout for some more content. Uh, of course, Facts and Not has already dropped for our subscribers, uh, but it's going to release for everyone on Friday. We're going to see y'all on the weekend tailgate. Until then, guys, please, please, if you haven't already, what are you doing? Like and subscribe to us on YouTube. You can find us on these internets. Twitter and Instagram at The War Report. You can also find us at TW Report on TikTok. Signing off, guys. Have a great week always and forever. War Eagle. War Eagle. War Eagle.